Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast. My name is Jake Eichert, and I am the Community Groups and Creative Director at Mission City Church, as well as the host of this podcast. Each week, you can find full-length sermons, five-minute sermon breakdowns, and inspiring conversations with guests about discipleship, current events, local outreach, and more. Our mission as a church is to make Jesus known, and we pray that this podcast does just that for you. If it does, please subscribe and share. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Mission City Church Podcast. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast Thursday edition. I am back with lead pastor of Mission City Church, Russell Schultz. Russell, how are you doing today? Doing great, Jake. Doing great. It's snowy-ish outside, but you know what? It's all right. Spring's here. Yeah, thank goodness. First day of spring yesterday, and now it's just going to snow and sleet on us. Yeah. It doesn't feel like spring. Uh, well, hey, I am curious. Um, we've got a very important podcast today. We're going to talk about some Easter stuff. Uh, we're kind of wrapping up our, I guess not really wrapping up. Last week, we kind of wrapped up our redemption series. or did our last kind of official uh, redemption interview. However, it kind of in this awesome way that I didn't even consider when I started, but rolled into now Easter season and the redemption that comes with that and the reason for Easter. We celebrate this season and all that, um, which is really cool. I, I didn't plan for that to happen at all, but it's just kind of worked out that way. So, um, but we're going to talk about Easter today and kind of the Holy Week leading up to that. And uh, any initial thoughts from that right off the bat? Uh, I, I, my initial thought is I didn't grow up in a tradition that really celebrated this a ton. Uh, I mean, like we, if you're lucky, we had palm branches on Palm Sunday, you know, like they'd pass them out as you're leaving. Um, and that's the, if you don't know, that's the Sunday before Easter. Uh, never spoiler alert. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Never celebrated growing up, uh, the thing on Thursday that's called Monday, Thursday. Uh, and then later, I guess we did some good Friday services, but, uh, and then of course we'd celebrate Easter, but that always felt like it was kind of like uh, smushed, like a combination of good Friday and Easter service combined. Yeah. Uh, so that's a good outline where we're headed today. We're going to talk about those four kind of bigger days along Holy week, what's called Holy week from the beginning of Palm Sunday to resurrection Sunday. Um, but before we get there, Russell, let's do a quick check-in. I think there's something really, really important that I'm going to share, but I'm going to hold off. I'm going to ask you first, how is Lent going? We kind of let everyone down. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What What's important for you to share? Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Don't worry. This is going to rock the rock everyone's world. Um, but first, I'm just thinking we, we kind of had a lot of like teasers. And I think the last time that we got together to do a podcast, we talked about possibly doing like an Ash Wednesday service that didn't happen. Uh, we talked about some ideas for our Lenten. See, this uh, is, this is the problem with me not being like growing up in this tradition. It's like when the days actually come, I'm like, Oh, I just missed Ash Wednesday. (laughs) Right. It just happens. Right. Right. Well, uh, that, okay. That goes along with some of the things that I'm going to share with, with mine as well. Um, but for your commitments, uh, or commitment that you were making, uh, what, how do you, how's that going? Can you remind us what that was and then how it's been going? Yeah. So I was going to spend more time in silence and solitude, uh, with, um, just with the Lord, just trying to discern and, and pray for people, but just honestly, just enjoying that practice. Uh, it's going fine. I mean, I, 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 I will be honest. I haven't done it every day, uh, but I'm, I am doing it more regularly. And, uh, and I will say, um, it's been good. I, fi- I feel like I finally, yesterday when I was doing it, I, um, a lot of times when I do this, I just sit in silence. I, I work at a, a lot of coffee shops too. So, 
um, sometimes it's hard to like just be still. So I'll turn on, um, there's some worship music that has like without words to it. So it's like worship, like piano, or even sometimes I'll turn on just a worship song, but I'll be in the spirit of just trying to listen to God, or I might read a passage of scripture as I'm doing this. And, uh, I felt like, um, I felt like yesterday specifically, God just was very kind to me. Uh, yeah, just, just in, um, just in, um, just in encouraging me with where, where I currently was. And so, and sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't, honestly, more recently it hasn't been happening, not like throwing shade at the Lord for that, but just (laughs) my, my, my time has more been more outward or ministry related where it's like praying for someone. I will say, uh, a few weeks ago, I, uh, or not a few weeks ago, last week, when I was doing this, I felt prompted to pray for someone I haven't talked to in a long time. Um, and I, um, and it's like a friend of mine, a, a friend of mine's husband. I haven't talked to him in years and I was, I was prompted to pray for him. So I prayed for him. Uh-huh. Uh, and typically I would text them uh-huh. just to let them know I prayed for him, but I didn't because it's a little I, awkward because it's been a while. Yeah. So I didn't, <laughs> I just didn't want to, you know, and I didn't want to open up you know, Hey, why, maybe why haven't we talked in 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. Uh, well, this, the prayer still counts as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't reach out. Uh, yeah. So anyway, but it's, it's been good. How about, how about you? Cool. Okay. So I think this is important for, is this shock the life shocking thing uh, yes, for us? Yes. This is important. Okay. Uh, it's important that this comes from church leadership worldwide. It's important that this is said as someone who hosts a podcast for hopefully engaging with development of your soul and your connection with Jesus and all of that. I have completely butchered my Lent assignment. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it, so. So Ash Wednesday, as we're recording this, Ash Wednesday was three weeks ago. I think I've prayed for the leaders of our country maybe four times. Um, so, to my own shame, but also in confession to you, Russell, and to all who are listening to this, and to the Lord, uh, I have not kept up with my Ash Wednesday commitment. However, uh, I will be praying for grace for myself and to rest in, and this is, I'm going to say this in a joking way, but it's in all seriousness, uh, that I am not beating myself up about it and that I recognize that there's still value in my prayers now and there's always tomorrow and today to be able to uh, pick back up and to continue to pray for those leaders and uh, my salvation's not lost. My uh, connection with the Lord is not lost. It's true. Uh, and I think it's important that we acknowledge that even as uh, if you have a platform to speak to people about the Lord or just encourage them in their faith. Uh, we don't always follow through on our stuff as well. And so I'm acknowledging that and confessing it to everybody. I think, I think I appreciate your honesty. Uh, I will say, uh, you know, his, his mercies are new every morning. So rest in that. (laughs) I also say, you know, the purpose of this too, is to get our, we talked about this a few podcasts ago, but it's to get our hearts prepared for what Christ is about to do. Mm. Uh, and so it's, you know, it's in the same way that Christmas is a, a, a time for us to like be excited at the truth of the fact that Jesus has came and that he will come again. And we can remember that and be like in a season annually, we can think about that. This is an, this is a season annually of, of looking at like, what does it look like to live sacrificially, to care for the world around us, to, to, to follow Jesus the way that Jesus lived. 
um, not just to escape this world, but to be present in this world and to give your life for this world. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's well put. And and even in that, another layer to that of just acknowledging the sacrifice that Jesus made for us that gives us kind of that spirit, that passion to be able to then pour out that sacrifice in the world ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm glad I got that off my chest. I feel lighter. And thank you for... I thought uh, that was going to be earth shattering. <laughs> it was. A pa- uh, okay. Uh, we jokingly... I jokingly say I'm not a pastor. I, I'm not... Uh, you know, I don't... Um, what's the... Or You're not ordained. I'm, I'm not ordained. Thank you. I'm not ordained. That's what yet. I'm trying to say. Uh, yet. Uh, however... Uh, so I jokingly say that. However, I think it's important that people in church leadership or pastors, whatever, are, are transparent with, you know, like, we're not perfect people. You, we don't have it all together. No, absolutely not. And so uh, I think that is earth shattering that is and if you if you're curious if we are uh believe me we're not you could spend a good you could spend 15 minute, minutes with us and you'd discover it very spend quickly the next 15 minutes listening to this podcast you'll figure it out <laughs> that's probably very true very true yeah so and I, I think this is important too as we transition into talking about the holy week w- one thing that you said russell earlier on i want to highlight again or just uh, remind everyone that we both really didn't grow up in the most um traditional of traditions per se uh, traditional traditions <laughs> uh that we our churches our church background uh was not the most like um traditional I guess is the word that keeps coming to mind but we didn't celebrate all of these things we didn't acknowledge all of these things and however now as we are continuing to grow in in our walk with the Lord and looking back at some of these traditions that maybe have been lost along the way and the the non-denominational or or more um, uh, I guess contemporary style of worship that most churches are kind of leaning into now uh, there's some good things from the past that we want to continue to to carry with us into the future well I will say so there's been a trend uh, and I, I, I would say it seems like there are trends, and this is this is not like scientific at all. This is just me reflecting on my own personal perspective of the church. But there there wasn't there was a trend that probably in the late '90s, early 2000s, when the non denominational movement kind of took over, and that's what, kind of what I was a part of. So churches that were leaving denominations, my denomination, we left the Southern Baptist Convention, and you don't lose all of the theology, but you lose some of the tradition, some of the maybe legalism we we would have said uh, back in the day, and um, and then you just kind of live in the the freedom and the grace that is provided in Christ. But what you also what you were doing is you were you were you were leaving behind some of the the traditions that um, that probably should not have been left behind, but maybe needed to for a season, and now can be brought back in. So about maybe five to ten years ago, there has been a resurgence in non denominational churches and also in other, in other denominations uh, with uh, something we would call liturgy. Uh, so or adding more liturgical items to uh, to uh, services. So like scripture reading or re rediscovering the church calendar. Uh, and so like with Jake, we might sound like we're foreigners talking about this or strangers to this because we are in some ways rediscovering these things as we lead mission city together. And as we, um, as we try to figure out how to do this in our community. Yeah, absolutely. So let's jump into it. Yeah. Uh, the first day of what is considered Holy Week on the church calendar is Palm Sunday, as we alluded to earlier. This is the Sunday that happens before Easter. Easter this year is April 17th, 2022. Uh, so Palm Sunday is April 10th. 
Uh, and so uh, if that's a shock to you and you're like, oh my gosh, that's not that far away, correct, but you still got time and we're going to prep you all you need to know about coming into Holy Week uh, in this podcast. So you're in the right place. Okay, Palm Sunday, as Russell kind of mentioned earlier, is titled Palm Sunday because as Jesus was entering into Jerusalem, as he's preparing to be uh, to to eventually be crucified, uh, the people or these there's this group of Israelites who believe that Jesus is this incoming king that he's coming into the city of Jerusalem to overthrow the government to take over as a political leader, and I'm I'm being very um, I'm being very choice with my words right now because we're going to circle back to this idea, but. Um, um, they believe that he's coming in to basically take over as king, uh, yep. as a physical king, sit on a physical throne, reestablish the kingdom of Israel, exactly or the kingdom of God. Yeah, exactly. And so they, and as he's doing this, they're going to clothe him with robes. They're going to throw palm branches, hence Palm Sunday, down on the road in front of him to kind of anoint his entry um, into the city of Jerusalem. So that's where we get the the, the title Palm Sunday. And I'm just going to read. Uh, this is out of John. Uh, I believe it's chapter. 12, I'm going to say, uh, but it's starting in verse 12. It's the triumphal entry. You can find that in your own Bible as well, but I'll read this out loud for you just to paint the picture of what's happening and why we call it this. So uh, it says the next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it just as it was written. Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he had called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard that he had done this, this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, you see that they are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. So you have these religious leaders who are bristling at this idea of them worshiping Jesus, that they don't believe that he is going to be this king. And, you know, the ironic thing, Russell, and the point that I kind of want to get into about this is that they all had it wrong, really. And we kind of mentioned this in the beginning of talking about him being a political leader, a physical king that's going to establish, uh, reestablish the kingdom of Israel. And that's not what Jesus came to do. And we see this in actually Luke's account. So if you read Luke's account and his gospel of Jesus' triumphal entry, you see that Jesus is actually weeping as he's coming in. And my understanding of this, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, is that Jesus has an understanding that they believe that he's something that he is not really coming to do. Uh, that he has come to establish a spiritual kingdom, that he's come to uh, die and to sacrifice himself for the spiritual recovery and the redemption relationship with God, as opposed to him coming to overthrow the government and to sit on a physical throne in front of the nation of Israel and, and lead them that way. Yeah. I mean, I think you got that right for sure. So I think there's a, it is interesting that Jesus weeps as he looks over the city of Jerusalem. And as he, you know, it's like, um, I think he also could potentially could be weeping for their future misunderstanding because he doesn't come in and establish this physical kingdom and he does inaugurate his kingdom by dying and rising again. And that his invitation is for them to be a part of this new kingdom, you know, this heaven, heaven meets earth type kingdom that he talked about in the Sermon on the Mount. They talked about throughout his teaching while he's on earth, but that they wouldn't buy into it. They wouldn't buy into that part because they just wanted to, 
kick out the Romans and reestablish the greatness that was of Israel at that time. Yeah, so uh, I, this wasn't the plan coming into this podcast, but something that's kind of hitting me now as we're talking about this is like maybe there's an application that we can give uh, for each of these days. So for you, so so on April 10th, uh, a, a consideration, maybe an encouragement for you uh, as you prepare yourself for the the coming Resurrection Sunday would be um, maybe what are some areas of my life as I reflect on my walk with the Lord or as as I've continue as I begin to follow Jesus or whatever it may be, what are some areas that I may have a misunderstanding of who Jesus really came to be? Uh, what are some of the ways that maybe I expect Jesus to have some physical um, way that he's providing for me when he's truly trying to provide for me spiritually and give me uh, an everlasting uh, water or, or food to my soul uh, when I'm kind of maybe more concerned about the physical things that he can provide similar to this situation? Uh, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that, Russell? Yeah, I was, well, just to add to that, I think that's a great question. Like where, like what, what have we misunderstood about Jesus? Is that what I might say that? Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. Um, But also like uh, in that, and and maybe some new information about learning about who Jesus is, if you, if you, if you have misunderstood him in the past is, uh, am I willing to surrender to this King? You know, like, and am I willing to follow this King? Um, I think those, that's kind of what comes to me. It's like, um, yeah. Are you familiar with the YouTube sermon like that's my king i'm not i don't know who's i don't know who does it you should look it up on youtube that's my king it's this guy that's goes, my king that's, he just goes on this rant of like he's the provider he's the all-knowing that's my king do you know him and it's just like this amazing sermon but it's it's anyway that's not here nor there uh but that's what i was reminded of when you were saying that um Okay, so moving forward, so that's that's Palm Sunday, the Sunday before Easter. Moving forward that week, we have Monday, Thursday, or when Thursday comes around. It's also called Holy Thursday. Uh, the word Monday is actually, it, it's Latin for command. Uh, the reason why, uh, as far as my research goes, that we call it Monday, Thursday is because Jesus gives the command at the Passover Seder to uh, to love each other as I have loved you. That's that's the command that he gives to the disciples during that meal. And so it's the, the command Thursday or Monday, Thursday, Holy Thursday. Uh, but yeah, we go into Passover and Russell, I've been blessed by your dive into the Passover meal and what that means and the different pieces of it. So, uh, could you share a little bit with just like the significance of that and why maybe this Thursday, this certain Thursday between Palm Sunday and resurrection Sunday has significance? Yeah. So, so back in the day or during when Jesus, during that week, Jesus would have gathered his disciples and they would have celebrated Passover together. Um, and you, you can even see those stories leading up to the crucifixion. And so we as followers of Jesus, though we're not um, Jewish, we've been grafted in, if, as you will, to kind of share in this experience. There's different versions or different variations to celebrate Monday, Thursday. And a part of the way to celebrate is to, to actually have a Passover Seder um, with the uh, like with the understanding of Jesus as the Messiah and what and, and, and what he came to do, like adding those and infusing those into a Passover Seder as well. Uh, that's why everyone's in Jerusalem anyway, is because they're all there to celebrate Passover. So there would have been an influx to the city. That's why there was a giant crowd outside of the city for on that Sunday to, to celebrate them as well. Um, and so, but yeah, so what we do at our house is there's, um, we've to, to, to do it properly, if you will, is, 
there's a there's a website I can share with Jake. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but basically it's, there's a there's a messianic Jewish community that provides resources for uh, Christians who would like to do a Passover seder, and so. We have a meal together. Uh, we, uh, if you drink wine, you you have wine. There's actually four different cups uh, of, of of Passover that you, uh, you you drink, celebrating, you know, basically that God has created and given things, and also celebrating this theme um, that is from the Passover, which is the story of the Exodus, of the fact that God has saved His people who were enslaved, and He has set them free. Uh, and that's also what Jesus has come to do. And uh, we, I think we're going to talk about this more in depth in another podcast. Is that right, Jake? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So I won't get too into the weeds, but, but, but Jesus does, what Jesus does do is that he changes the meaning of Passover to, to, to include himself into it. That his, resur- his, his, his dying on the cross is, is now has has more meaning or adds meaning to the Passover because he says this is the the cup of the the, the blood of the new covenant or something like that where he's saying I'm establishing something new and you're going to see it happen it's going to happen tomorrow on Good Friday right exactly and so as Russell mentioned we are going to do a deeper dive into the Passover meal next week uh, that gives you a it's going to be the Thursday this ep- that episode will come out the Thursday before Monday Thursday so you have a whole week if you are interested in the Passover meal if you want to experience your own Passover meal or have your own uh, that'll give you a whole week uh, to have the resources or to the knowledge to be able to set that up and to buy the ingredients or whatever you need to do to make that happen uh, but I will just say from my own experience it's been uh, it it was such a blessing the first time that we did it. Not that the next time wasn't as well, but like just the experience of like putting myself in a place of uh, acknowledging Jesus. It it changed my whole resurrection Sunday or Easter Sunday experience. I think having the Passover beforehand and just kind of putting myself into that scene. So I would just encourage you to do that and check out next week's episode where we'll teach you how to do that and maybe give some more context around it. Uh, on this Thursday as well, we also celebrate. So every every Sunday at Mission City, we do uh, communion, and the the original communion is also taking place on this Monday Thursday, where Jesus is uh, passing out the elements and saying, "This is my body, which is going to be broken for you." And the disciples don't even realize what he's saying, uh, but he's letting them know, "This I'm going to be broken for you. I'm my blood is going to be shed for you." And so on Monday thir- on. I keep calling it Monday. It's like coming out. It looks like Monday. Yeah, Yeah, it it does for sure. How does Monday get on Thursday? Anyway, um, (laughs) this is an Abbott and Costello bit all of a sudden. Um, Anyway, uh, so Monday Thursday is also a, a, it's a look back to that original communion where Jesus shared that with his disciples. And in addition to that, he also washed their feet uh, during that scene and basically, you know, just showed how to love someone else by putting yourself below them or thinking of them more highly than yourself and serving them as opposed to ruling over them, which points back to his entry and them having a misunderstanding of what he really came to do because Jesus came to serve, not to be served. Yeah. So what's the application for Monday, Thursday, Jake? Yeah. So the application I would say to go along with that is a, uh, maybe you have a Passover meal that night and you consider that with your friends or family or whoever you want to invite or B, uh, I would say at minimum, I would encourage you to maybe even have a communion yeah, uh, where yeah. you, uh, you know, just share you know, it's just with yourself or your roommates, friends, family, spouse, whoever. Um, but just an acknowledgement of, again, like this, not just as just any other communion, but this is actually on the day, 
uh, in symbolically that Jesus did this for the first time and shared this with his disciples. You could add another layer of washing each other's feet as a submission to each other and uh, just in service and love and care for each other. But this is truly when Jesus is establishing his, or telling his disciples how they should treat each other once he leaves, because that's right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. So let's head to good Friday. This is the most low hanging fruit ever, but why do we call good Friday? Good Friday. It's the worst day ever, right? Jesus is going to be sacrificed. What's good about Good Friday? <laughs> what's, yeah, what's uh, has Kent? Okay, so we had Kent Lyles on as part of the Redemption series. His story is amazing, but he always, when I worked for him, he always told me the story of he had a boss that once you would say if you told him good morning, he would always say what's good about it. <laughs> so yeah, so that's like kind of the response of like it's Good Friday. What what's good about it? Like Jesus is crucified on this day. Yeah, I mean it's 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 good for the forgiveness of the sins of the world. Right. Good for us. Good for us, not for him. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, so Good Friday, again, oft, I, I haven't had a ton of experience with this. So uh, the church I grew up at, when I maybe when I was back from college, it could have been high school, they started doing Good Friday services, and they would do them, you know, around basically the time that Jesus was going to be actually crucified or died, or maybe around noon. Uh, and that was that was good. Someone was interactive. I actually remember one time they had an actor who was legitimately on a cross, uh, and was Whoa. paint with like all this paint. And it was, I thought that was really cool. But it was like so we did some songs, and then it was like experiential, and you would see it as well. But again, there's not like, you know, we don't have a special Eucharist like you know maybe like um, uh, that another tradition might that's that's for Good Friday. Um, and then our, at our sending church, uh, I helped start uh, a Good Friday service because they didn't have one. And it was just, you know, a couple hundred people that would come together just to, again, to, to sit in that moment of, you know, this is the Messiah who came and he's, he's dead. And, and to almost like put yourself in the story of you've been, fo- maybe you've been following Jesus for three years and maybe you were throwing down those palm branches because you're like, he said he was going to do this stuff and now he's gone. And, it seems like in some ways hope is lost, right? Like it feels that way. Yeah. I was even thinking about like from an application standpoint for this, like, I don't know if you want to at some point like turn off the lights in your house or uh, maybe you want to fast and not eat a meal on Friday night or whatever it may be like some acknowledgement that like the savior or the one that we believed in is dead. Um, that he like, like we, like, I think there's a part and this is me projecting a little bit, but I think even the disciples who got it much more than those that we mentioned, you know, thinking that Jesus is going to come and establish his physical kingdom. I think the disciples had some of that in mind as well. You think even like when Peter tells Jesus, like, no, far be it from you to die for this cause or whatever it may be like. And then Jesus says, tell him to get, get behind me, Satan, you know? Uh, but like, I think there was some of that in their minds as well. Like, like everybody goes home sad Friday night. And I think there's some benefit or could be some benefit for the, for us to have that acknowledgement as well. Like, you know, we talk about resurrection Sunday and, and honestly, like, I don't know about you. So, so we, we joke about not having like these traditions or whatever. The thing that always stands out to me about Easter service is like the best songs or the best, like worship lights, you can mock this or whatever. I don't care. But like, you know, worship teams go all out for Easter Sunday, right? Like that's like the pinnacle. There's planning for weeks or months leading up to that. There's going to be, you know, 
whatever celebration going on. But like, if you don't prepare your heart for that, uh, or you're not in a place where you've acknowledged like that Jesus truly was gone, that Jesus had died, that Jesus had was buried. Um, and up to this point, we hadn't seen anybody resurrect. <laughs> so yeah. like, you know, like, like Friday, although it's called good Friday, I think an application or something that I'm considering this year is just to, to intentionally schedule or do something that's like a, like a recognition of like, things don't look good right now. Yeah. And I, I think too, uh, just from a, another practical level you could take it to is, uh, they don't look good, but also like, like in some ways the guilt or the shame, not, not, not that you there's don't be put yourself into a condemnation, but just, this is a good time to confess some sin ah, because our yeah. sin, you know, has as a sin is a part of the reason why Jesus came to die for the forgiveness of the sins of the world. And so, you know, maybe this is an opportunity for you to confess, uh, some sin to the Lord and to, 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 to you know, just to sit in, in that for a minute. I don't know, but yeah, no, that's good. I even think about like, I don't know if this is really the best way to apply this, but like going back to Ash Wednesday, and like the ash and dust and sitting in like that kind of mortality and yeah. like, uh, like just kind of, you know, sit in that. But also, so if you do get good Friday, right, the weight of that, like the weight of the, like, you know, our, 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 you know, offenses put him there and he's, he's, he, he's this substitutionary replacement for our sins. It's like, then when he does rise out of the grave, Sunday becomes more powerful Absolutely. Yeah. That's, and that's where I was going to get to. So that's a great transition to, okay. So then resurrection Sunday comes and that becomes this celebration. Like, like if you've ever gone into, let me put it this way. If you've ever gone into an Easter service or, or resurrection Sunday service and been like, well, this was cool, but your heart wasn't like, holy cow, like Jesus raised from the dead. This is unbelievable. Maybe it's because like, maybe this is a helpful way to get you there to, yeah. to acknowledge on Friday the savior is dead. And then, and then to put your heart in a place where, okay, the resurrection on Sunday, I'm, I am in now. Right? Yeah. Cause he's dead. And then now he's alive. And that's your story. Like if you're a follower of Jesus, you were dead and now Preach. you're alive. <laughs> and that's what you're celebrating. There's life in Christ. There's, you know, the, like you, you were once far off from God. Now you belong to him because you are in Christ. And so, and we, we get to do that because we are, you know, buried with him. So our old self's put to death and then we're raised with him and we're breathed in new life, with the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And like you're alive and that's worth celebrating. That's that's even worth me getting a little excited on this podcast right <laughs> oh here. Oh my gosh. Russell's getting excited. Everybody look out. I'm about uh, to stand up right now because you are alive. And, yeah. you know, maybe that will make, I, I, I do think we, I, I have been a part of a lot of services at all the churches I've worked at that have maybe even mission city. I don't, I can't actually remember if we talked, I don't remember what we talked about on our first Easter. Honestly, I'm a bad pastor for that, but <laughs> we kind of, what we do, at least my traditions have always been, we smush the whole week together or the, at least the weekend. Right. So one, we ignore Monday, Thursday, cause there's no time to talk about that on Easter service, but I got to get, I got to get good Friday and Easter in because we don't do a good Friday service. And this is my most captive audience. And I have to talk to you about the cross because you need to know that Christ died for your sins. And, uh, you know, you, like you need to know that. Right. Uh, but we, then what that does is because we haven't like taken the time for that whole week to like meditate on these things is 
I think it, it almost like it doesn't, it, it can somewhat either minimize the resurrection uh, or it makes us not sit in the, like the loss of, of, of Good Friday, which then doesn't help us enjoy and celebrate like the, the fact that we were dead and now alive. And so I, I don't know, there's a part of me that says like the, the reason why the church calendar exists is to give you space to think about all of the different aspects of it so that you can have a proper response when it's time to celebrate. Exactly, exactly. It's like, um, you know, for all, all things that are important, we prepare for them. Right, you you budget for a big purchase. You practice for the big game. You uh, you prepare for a, maybe it's a sales pitch or you know whatever like whatever maybe I'm just coming off a soft off the top of my head, so I apologize if these aren't the best examples. But you prepare for the big things in life, and one of the big things in our Christian tradition is the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who is, it's because of that resurrection that we then, like Russell said, get to experience new life. If He never resurrected, then we'd still be dead too. And so, um, yeah, I think that's a great point. And, and I love that application point. And, and obviously I, you know, I, as far as, you know, what to do on that Sunday, it's, you know, go to church, uh, celebrate the resurrection. Uh, I, I'd say as much as you, maybe if you want to fast or lights out or whatever your like kind of solemn, uh, acknowledgement of good Friday is like, that's how hard you should party on Sunday and celebrate and be excited about the good news of the resurrection. Like, like that rolls into that. Like it just comes out of you. Like even now, like, you know, we're, I'm joking. I was joking about Russell getting excited on a podcast. Like, you know, you're not the most excitable guy in the world, but, but we're both, hopefully this is coming across in how we're talking. It's hard when you can't see our, our, our bodies and like our, our physical movements, but like hopefully our voices are coming across that we're getting excited just talking about this. Like it's incredible. The fact that we were dead with Jesus on good Friday and raised to life because of his resurrection that we're going to celebrate that Sunday. And so uh, that's another reason. And this is kind of a jokingly partly half joking, half not maybe Russell, but is it resurrection Sunday or is it Easter Sunday? It's Resurrection Sunday. It's Resurrection Sunday. That's right. <laughs> this no. isn't about bunnies. <laughs> this isn't. This is about Easter eggs. Although we are having an Easter egg hunt the Saturday before, weekend before uh, Easter, which yep. is cool. The ninth. Right, the ninth. Palm, yeah. Which we love Easter bunnies and we love Easter egg hunts. Like my daughter is already freaking out about it and asking me about when we're doing it. That's all good things. All great things, honestly. Right. But it's a, it's Resurrection Sunday. That's right. That's right. Maybe we should change that in our branding. Although I, I don't know if I don't. People don't. People won't get it though. So marketing wise, still Easter Sunday, but at Mission City on Sunday morning, it's the resurrection, baby. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So if you've always called it Easter Sunday, we're not trying to shame you or tell you anything other than you're wrong. And it's resurrection. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, you get it. Uh, just want to make sure that we understand the power of Resurrection Sunday and don't want it to be watered down by some of the maybe Eastery traditions that we have of, you know, just painting eggs and all, all that stuff's great. And we applaud that and support you and having a good time and all that. But, but it's resurrection Sunday. That's the best news we could get. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. All right. Uh, anything you want to add Russell as we kind of wrap up here? Any, any final closing thoughts for us? Uh, if you have time, uh, the, the week, the, the Holy week, I would just try to try to at least add, you know, even if it's only 10 or 15 minutes a day, 
just time to reflect on the different aspects of the of the week. I think I would encourage you to do that and see see if it makes a difference for uh, Resurrection Sunday. See if the impact is allows you to you've postured yourself so that you're you're ready to receive and you're prepared for the hope of the resurrection. Yeah, uh, as you bring that up, I yeah, I'll kind of share this as well. I've kind of been working on my own personal like uh, eight day kind of a devotional or, or thought. So every day I kind of got something. If you are listening to this right now and you would like me to send that to you or share that, maybe we can even add that to part of the podcast or something coming up towards Easter. Um, I'll share that too. Just to, if you want to, if you would just want a kind of a guide to get your heart in the right place during that uh, Holy week, I'd be happy to share that with you. And, and we can talk about that as well. Um, well, Russell, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your time and I uh, appreciate you getting excited uh, about the resurrection Sunday. We're excited to celebrate Jesus. We're excited to celebrate his death, burial and resurrection and what that means for our life. Um, if you don't have a church in the Kansas city area, come check us out. Mission city church. will have service at 10 a.m on Sunday morning, on Easter Sunday, or as on Resurrection Sunday, uh, it's April 17th, um, April 17th, and it's at uh, the Cinemark Theater off of Johnson Drive and I-35. So uh, we love you all. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. We'll be back next week to talk more about the Passover and give you some insight into that. See you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission City Church podcast. Mission City Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at Cinemark 20 off of Johnson Drive and I-35. We also have three community groups that meet every other Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or you can email me at jake at missioncitykc.com.